0: Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program.
1: Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you, John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. May I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful. Kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. Last week's gospel, the third Sunday of Lent, tells us that our church is meant to be a place of worship. And for this past week, we were to see what needs to be done by your family to make your church a place of worship. See what needs to be done by you to make your family see you as one who is becoming holy. Then go in the name of Jesus Christ through the power of his Holy Spirit and in accordance with his father's will, do it. Deacon can wrote in one of his books, the character of the suffering silent Messiah was humility. I am trying to be more on listening and less on talking, unless I am called to teach or preach. And I have my parish it is a wonderful place of worship where I go daily to Mass, receive the precious body and blood of our Lord, and pray the rosary right after Mass with the community, holding up all those who are in need of prayer. My family sees me as one who loves and worships our Lord, and I continue to do this. The two questions at the top of the study. What was the health Lord? you thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And two, from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken said, Jesus was angry at the injustice being done to his father's name and house. And his application was, I will try to honor not only my heavenly father's house, but the name of all others whose house I enter this week. And my answer to that was disobedience to God's word makes God angry and desecrates his temple, which is my body that belongs to him as he purchased me at a price by his death and resurrection. He becomes angry when I desecrate my body because he loves me and hates to see me hurt myself. My application was I decided to do a nine days of sanctification using the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit so my family can see me as one who is becoming holy. At the end of each day, I will pray in our father, hail Mary and glory be. For the person, it was the most difficult for me to practice the fruit of that day. On the ninth day, offer my prayer for healing within the family. Galatians 5, 22 and to 23 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the fourth Sunday of Lent, John three fourteen to 21. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that all who believe may have eternal life in him. Yes, God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him may not die, but may have eternal life. God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him avoids condemnation, but whoever does not believe is already condemned for not believing in the name of God's only son. The judgment of condemnation condemnation is this. The light came into the world, but men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were wicked. Everyone who practices the evil hates the light. He does not come near it for fear his deeds will be exposed. But he who acts in truth comes into the light to make clear that his deeds are done in God. The word of the Lord. Our Questions. What did Moses make? Where did he mount it and what happened to those that looked at it? Numbers 2, 21, Numbers 21, 9 says, Moses accordingly made a bronze serpent and mounted it on a pole. And whenever anyone who had been bitten by a serpent looked at the bronze serpent, he recovered. Why must the Son of Man be lifted up? So that everyone who believes in him might have eternal life. Whom does God love? The world. Whom did he give? His only son. And how may we have eternal life? By believing in him. How is the love of God revealed to us? 1 John 4, 9 says, God's love was revealed in our midst. In this way, he sent his only son to the world that we might have life Through him. What did God send his son into the world not to do? And for what reason did he send his son into the world? Not to condemn it, that the world might be saved through him. If anyone hears Jesus' words and does not observe them, what condemns him? John 12, 47 to 48 says, If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I am not the one to condemn him. For I did not come to condemn the world, but to save it. Whoever rejects me and does not accept my words already has his judge, namely the word I have spoken. It is that which will condemn him on the last day disobedience to the word of God. Seven, what must we do in order not to be condemned? Believe in Jesus, believe in his name. From what has the one who believes in Jesus passed? John five twenty four says, I solemnly assure you, the man who hears my word and has faith in him who sent me possesses eternal life. He does not come under condemnation but has passed from death to life. What is the verdict? John 3:19. That the light came into the world, but they preferred darkness to light because their works were evil. Who does Jesus say he is? John 8:12 says, Jesus spoke to them once again, I am the light of the world. No follower of mine shall ever walk in darkness. No, he shall possess the light of life. What does everyone who does wicked things hate? Hates the light. Toward what does he not come? He doesn't come towards the light. And for what reason? For fear his deeds might be exposed. Who are those who rebel against the light? Job twenty four thirteen to 17 says, There are those who are rebels against the light. They know not its ways. They abide not in its paths. When there is no light, the murderer rises to kill the poor and needy. The eye of the adulterer watches for the twilight. He says, no eye will see me. In the night, the thief roams about and he puts a mask over his face. In the dark, he breaks into houses. By day, they shut themselves in. None of them know the light. For daylight, they regard it as darkness. 13. Who comes to the light? He who acts in truth. And how will his works be clearly seen? so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. That's John 3, 21. Who is the light of the world? And for for whom must the, that light shine and for what reason? Matthew 5, 14 said, and 16 says, you are the light of the world. A city, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. In the same way, your light must shine before men so that they may see goodness in your acts and give praise to your heavenly father. Go to the personal question. How do those around you see the light of Christ within you? And how often do they see it? If you do not know, step out and ask those closest to you what they see in you. Take to the Lord in prayer whatever is revealed to you. Deacon Ken answered this in one of his books. They see it when I am being humble and compassionate, and they don't see it when I block it through selfishness or self-righteousness. I asked the Lord to help me not to block his life. And I answered that, Personal question. Whenever I speak the word and the fruits are evident in me, they see the light of Christ. Quite often, they see that because I am in a right relationship with God. But when they when I fall, they don't. They don't see the light when I sin. But when I reconcile, they see him. Commentary. In today's reading from the Gospel of John, Jesus is telling the people that when the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness, God sent forth a plague of venomous snakes to punish them for their rebellious attitudes. Those who were doomed to die from snake bite could be cured by obeying God's command to look up up at the bronze serpent on the pole that Moses was carrying. The broad snake on the pole did not heal anyone. But their belief that God could heal them did it. This belief was demonstrated by their obedience in following God's command. Believers today can be saved from the sickness of sin by looking to Jesus' death on the cross. We will be saved from sin's deadly bite by looking to Jesus and believing he will heal us. To many people, eternal life holds no great promise if it means the extension of a miserable, mortal life on earth. To believe in Jesus Christ and gain eternal life is a life where there is no death, sickness, enemies, evil, or sin. When we do not know Christ... We make choices as though this life were all we have. In reality, we believe this life is just an introduction to eternity. We need to begin to evaluate from an eternal perspective all that happens to us each day. God sets the pattern of true love here. If we love someone dearly, We are willing to give the ultimate price for that person's responsive love. God paid dearly with the life of his son, the highest price he could pay. Jesus offered us the new life he bought for us. He paid the price of our sins with his blood and life. When you and I share the gospel with others, our love must be like his. We must be willing to give up our own comfort and security so that others might join us in receiving God's love. The darkness is very comfortable to some people because they do not want their lives exposed to God's light. They are afraid of what it might reveal about themselves. It might call for change, and they do not want to change. Do not let others intimidate you in your desire to obey God and do what is right. They are afraid that you may expose some of the darkness in their lives. You are to keep praying that they will come to see how much better it is to live in the light than in darkness. He has promised us eternal life if we believe in him. John 3:16. Take him up. On that promise. He is a God who really delivers. Powerful application. Now we go into the application. But that was a powerful commentary. By Deacon Ken. The first reading shows us that the God restores those who repent. The second reading tells us that we do not have to live under sin's power any longer. And I suggest that you do the readings for this week. Um, Also, the other two readings besides the gospel. The gospel promises eternal life if we believe in Christ. This week, show others how the light and love of Christ shines through you. By your actions, show your kindness and gentleness to your family members, classmates, or co-workers. Be specific and pick out a particular person each day and let the light and love of God light up your life by being Patient and kind. Be generous and humble. Not jealous or rude. Practice this for one week, and you will light up your whole family, school, and job. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. That's practicing the fruits of the Holy Spirit this week. If anyone who wants that sanctification of the with the fruits. You can contact St. Gill. The closing prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for your love. Thank you for teaching us how to be temples of your Holy Spirit and not to make you angry. And how we can love you and be that light for other people. Thank you for showing us how to do it, Lord, because you are the light of the world. And we thank you for that. Thank you for all your blessings, Lord. We pray that perfect prayer to your Father, our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.
0: You can also email us at cst at AOL.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.